All right, we're back, guys. It's Easily Annoyed, me and Ev with Bardia and Spencer again. And we just wanted to start by talking about what have you guys been doing during quarantine? Um, well, for me, uh, you know, we got back, what was it, like March 7th. So since then, you know, finished school. Um, we've been playing basketball a lot, you know, about every other day just to stay active, to get out of the house. Um, playing a lot of Madden. Watching a lot of stuff I haven't watched before, you know, a bunch of series I missed out. Like, uh, we watched the Star Wars series. Oh, which we're going to talk about because I just watched episode three in Rogue One. Uh, oh my God, but just keep going. Yeah, yeah we still haven't watched Rogue One yet. Um, yeah, stuff like that, you know, just trying to pass time is the only thing we can do right now. I, I did some work too. I worked with Instacart for a bit just to make a bit of money, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, me and Spence live like 10 houses down, so we spent a lot of the quarantine together with my brother as well, but uh, it was definitely good to spend a lot more time with family than I thought I'd be able to this year, so that was probably the biggest thing, and then uh, I didn't finish school till this past week, so having to manage that and workouts and stuff, but it's it's definitely been a lot easier at home with all the free time. Uh, the days start getting a little bit repetitive uh, to this point, but it's been fun. I've enjoyed it, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, for those listening, Bardia plays soccer at Northwestern, and Spencer, as I said in the last uh, video, or sorry, podcast with these two, um, he plays football at Yale. Um, these guys are two of my best friends, uh, grew up with them, so it's nice, you know, I go to school locally here in Virginia, um, so it's really nice having them two back now. I get to see them a little more socially distanced, of course, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's really nice having them back. Um, one thing we wanted to talk about with these two today, since they have the platform to kind of talk about, they have experience talking about it, since they're Division One athletes, um, a big, you know, debate that a lot of people um, have about athletes, and it's kind of growing um, a lot more now, uh, is, you know, the fact that should athletes be getting paid? Um, I have my own opinion about it. I actually wrote a paper about it this year. I think Griffin... You wrote a paper about it too this year as well? I, I wrote multiple papers about multiple it. Multiple yeah. papers about it. I'm sure you guys have a stance on it as well. Um, so Spencer, let's start with you. Where do you where do you stand on the uh, athletes being paid? Um, I support it fully. Just um, you know, being an athlete and knowing that I've seen like a bunch of stories about kids who, you know, were on teams, on team NCAA college teams, and then they couldn't do something they were interested in or use, you know, their talents that, you know, they might have and make money off of that. And like a lot of these kids, you know, they come on full scholarships so we, and they might not have, you know, the financial um, support at home. So they need to be able to do something that they can make themselves money using that platform. So I feel like, I feel with them not getting paid, it's a disservice to the athletes. And um, like a lot of those kids might sometimes lose their spots on that team, which I just don't feel is right because, you know, you quit that team and you can do that. But if you want to do both, you know, it's just not, you know, open to you, which I don't think is right, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's become pretty blatant that the NCAA isn't the most altruistic organization. And I mean, it becomes apparent that they don't really have the best interest of the athletes in mind a lot of the time. Um, as far as them being paid though, it's, it's kind of difficult to measure exactly how that would be done from like a logistical standpoint, because I mean, obviously football and basketball are the sports that make the most money for the schools. Mm -hmm. But then the truth, the truth of the matter is that a lot of these other college sports don't really bring in that much revenue. But I think the minimum is that athletes should be on scholarships and they should be able to make money off of their own name and mm -hmm. likeness. I mean, I get the whole fact that like the NCAA wants to label them as amateurs. Right. I'm not really exactly sure why. I guess yeah. that's just because of the nature of the organization. But the fact that if an athlete wants to sign an autograph and sell it to somebody who's willing to buy it, like I don't understand why they shouldn't be able to do that. You know what I mean? And I think that's actually going to be changed in 2021, I believe I heard that. Yeah. So I think that's the minimum. I do think that just based on how much 
revenue that football and basketball programs do generate for their schools that it would make sense to give some of it back to the athletes especially like spencer said since most of them or not most of them but some of them are coming from underprivileged backgrounds and the money would certainly help them and their families but yeah i mean that's that's my stance on it. i'm not sure if it makes sense to pay all of them but the minimum is that they should be able to you know use their own name or talents to make money for themselves yeah and just adding on to what you just said about like being able to at least make money on their own name like think about zion williamson i don't know like his background i don't know if he came from money or not but think about how much money they made off of his own name like that doesn't make sense to me that you get to make money off of somebody else right and i mean a lot of them say like like for example zion williamson he's going He's obviously in the NBA now. He's sounds yeah. like one of the most expensive shooters ever. So he his family's going to be taken care of, obviously. But yeah. there are a lot of athletes who, for whatever reason, don't make it to that next level. And, and we're the Zion Williamson of their exactly. team. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking on that, it's just like the same thing. Like, they don't get that opportunity for a guy like Jay Williams, you know, who was, you know, top. You know, he was, what, number two draft pick in his class. And then he goes and gets a motorcycle accident and his career's over. Mm-hmm. When at that same time, those four years, you know, he could at least, you know, kind of got, got on his feet, you know, through yeah. the likeness of his name, but he didn't get that. And so, and he went through a rough period of time after that because, you know, he was kind of lost. He didn't have basketball. He didn't, you know, he didn't get his, you know, big paycheck or whatever. So stuff like that, it's like when you get, when you have the ability, but you're that restricted, you know, it, it can come to bite back like that. Yeah, I was I was actually expecting all three of you to say that you all think athletes should be getting paid. I, I was expecting that. So I'm a little angry that I wasn't the first one to get to say that no athletes might not, you know, be in the place that they should definitely get paid, but they should definitely be able to use their names. Because the fact that they aren't allowed to use their names or likeness, whatever, like, it's like they're pawns. They're owned by the school or the NCAA. That's what I was going to The puppet system. Type yeah. Thing, you know? yeah. And it really, it really doesn't have to be that way. No, it's it doesn't. Just, it's just because that's the way it's always been. And for right. some reason, it hasn't changed yet. Because if they're allowed to... Like, I get the NCAA might not want to pay athletes because they would lose money, right? But if an athlete gets to sell his own stuff the ncaa isn't losing anything by that because they're not allowed to sell their stuff either so i think it's more the fact that like they want to control everything right they just want to control the narrative like they want to control the revenue like they want to be in charge of like telling the schools what they can and can't do right like for example like i mean i'm sure spencer has dealt with the same thing like before every season like multiple times throughout the year we have like compliance meetings where they tell us like what's acceptable what isn't and like some of these rules are just ridiculous yeah Yeah. i I think it's like trying to like you said like having control because think about like the guys who they might not leave to go to another team if they're not getting playing time or something because it's a smaller school but if you could make money on your own you might go do that because then you're a bigger name there Right. So I think that's part of it is trying to keep them in that system and keep them in that specific area. Because I, I bought a Virginia Tech basketball jersey last year, and then Landers Nolly came in, and he has that number. So I wear his number on my back, but I like you don't normally right. get to do that. Right. Yeah, I, I, something that Spencer also kind of talked about in Bardia as well. Like some of these athletes aren't coming from the best situation. So a great example of this, I remember when we were all in high school, Leonard Fournette, his family started a website that was selling his game gear. He didn't even know about it, but he so he was giving this game gear to his mom or something, and then she then distributed it. And the NCA obviously found out about it. I mean, it's a public website, whatever. But they were using this money that their son was, you know, I guess technically earning, playing well. I mean, played right. Jacksonville Jaguars running back now for listeners that don't know that. And he used to play at LSU where he was just an absolute stud. Um, yeah, so he, they would sell like his cleats or gloves or something like that. And, you know, he's the one making the name for himself, not the NCAA. They would sell it and then use it to buy food, stuff to like live, right? Um, and there's no reason they shouldn't be able to do that. The NCAA isn't losing anything by that. Um, think, but he was he was punished by the NCAA for that. I think part of it is also like one aspect that might be overlooked is that the NCAA, they do a lot to try to keep things fair as far as like recruiting yeah. and like funds for schools and stuff. So for example, let's say they were to pay all athletes, um, an athlete would know that like, hey, if I go, like for example, football, like if a football player says, I have a choice between Alabama and his hometown school or whatever, 
obviously he's going to probably make a lot more yeah. money if he goes to Alabama, one of the top sure. schools in the nation. So then that's another issue that arises because right. there's already, especially in like football and basketball, there are already a lot of violations that take place behind the scenes as far as recruiting. So that's the only reason why I say from a logistical standpoint, it would be difficult to do that because so many more problems would emerge if they were to pay all athletes. Yeah, and so for um, one of my papers, I had to interview three people. And so I interviewed a football trainer or he, and then a trainer that was like over all sports. And then I interviewed a few football execs at Virginia Tech can't remember their names right now but so i saw both sides because like the trainers are much closer to you guys right they mm-hmm. see you guys all the yeah. time so they come from a more emotional like knowing you guys standpoint and so i remember the trainers were more like we should we need to figure something out they should be getting paid because they know you guys they know like they we know your life yeah. and like where you've come from mm-hmm. and then like some of the execs like one of them that i talked to um his issue or what he said was he would love to be able to pay everyone, but he said then that goes into, like you said, they, they call you amateurs. So the thing is, if they call you professional, then they have to pay you like a professional. So like when you guys were at South Lake, do you guys get all the money? And then like the second guy gets way less and then like the people on the bench don't get paid. So that's that was one of the biggest issues for him is like, the three biggest names will get so much money that in the end it won't matter for half the team. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the thing. But I I just thought it was cool seeing it from both sides. But um, yeah, it's 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 very weird because it's like like you guys are my friends. Why wouldn't I want you guys getting paid? Mm-hmm. Because you guys are the ones who got there. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like it, it just I think it makes it so much harder. And I don't like the NCAA is definitely unfair with some things and like they're definitely just making tons of money off of you guys Mm -hmm. but at least like and i think even the execs said like the name at least made sense to them but they were like the issue was the people coming to it and saying like you need to pay them it was like you need to pay them pay all of them and pay them like this and it wasn't something like they they weren't folding on anything Mm -hmm. so you couldn't be like well what what if we just let them do names and stuff you know but i think i think that could work like that makes sense if you can Mm -hmm. sell your own stuff and I don't, I don't understand why they can't put out your name on a jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the that whole thing is going to be changing in like next year, I believe. Yeah, I think they passed the there. they passed the rule last. No, this past. Yeah, yeah. So what is the rule that you can exactly? It's like you can. It's like players individually are able to make use money their off the of sc- their names, likeness. Schools and, can't, but like individually, right. players could. Was so it? So, so like if you were if you wanted to host yeah. a football camp and be like yeah. Yale running Olsen's, back Spencer yeah. Olsen football camp yeah like because obviously that's gonna attract more people you know what I mean so you'd be able to do that to obviously raise more money but. I don't know if you guys have seen um, LeBron's show the barbershop yeah. have you guys watched that yeah. so yeah. great show they ha- yeah great I, show. I love it they they have um the California I think it's the California governor on and I think he's the first one they who were signed the first that, one right? yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was this past. Fall, <clears throat> yes, past fall, they yeah. did it. I mean, with with this kind of stuff, it's really like a domino effect. Yeah, like yeah. Once once one school says, you know what, that's enough. Like we gotta let these someone's guys gotta rip the bandaid off. Exactly, and then that's fine. But, um, suit, but so I want to raise this question for you guys. So, Spencer, I'll start with you. So you want you think it's okay for students to get paid right outside of just their likeness, right, and using their names? Like you think like the NCAA should be paying. Well, I would say my stance more is that I don't like I'm not exactly sure how this falls into the whatever they're doing. But like, for example, we had a kid on our team last year who was working with like two, three other kids that weren't that were just regular students. They weren't on any uh, sports teams and they were creating an app and he couldn't go through with it unless he quit the football team, which is and that and the app was um was like an app for school shootings like well like so like he was on cnn or whatever like getting interviewed yeah and so he couldn't so he quit the football team because he was like you know i mean because life after school and after football is more important than football so that's what he did and i support him for that so it's like i feel like that needs to be changed more necessarily more than players being able to you know sell their own gear and whatnot like if you like i was saying if you have an interest or a hobby or you're good at something or you have something planned outside of football i feel like you should be able to do that regardless of the fact that you're on the team or not right 
Because something like that, I mean, that that can change that app can change the world, especially with the history we have. And that so. doesn't affect how he plays football either. Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong; like these opportunities the NCAA are providing with these like student athletes to like play at one of the highest levels and get that education, like that's invaluable to be able to yeah, do yeah. at the same time. Yeah, like, nice try saving yourself, right? No, no. <laughs> it's like once you're here, like there are just so many unnecessary limitations. That like it's like okay, they provide you with these opportunities, but then they don't let you take full advantage of it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, what's the point of this platform if I can't use it for anything outside of the sport? Right. These guys are greedy. Right. They're making billions of dollars. Exactly. I, I don't understand how they can't give some of it back, but... Anyways, I, I wanted to go back to this question that I didn't even... <laughs> Thank you for interrupting me. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, so, uh, if... So, say we all wanted NCAA to pay athletes. Say we were all on the same page with that. What would be a fair way to do it? Would they do it by statistics? I, would they... The, the, you already like what I would say is everyone on the team has a flat rate, and then there's incentives for each player. And like in the NFL, like if Aaron Rodgers in his contract, he has it. All right, if we make the playoffs, okay, then da, 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 da. so like if the team makes a play, if the team were to make national championship, every team, every player on the team should get what an extra $50 or whatever. But I mean, like a starting quarterback should get paid more essentially because he yeah. is a starting quarterback, but he should have a flat rate, and then. The bonuses off of that should yeah. be based off of like touchdowns, yards, like stuff like that. But see, then that's what I'm saying. Like, is there a f like my only hesitation is like obviously that's great. It sounds great in theory, but is there a feasible way to actually do that? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's also the problem. But I feel like they definitely could figure out a way and definitely draw the funds. They just they I just mean, the don't. NCAA they is just, walking on money. Yeah, like, not even have, the, yeah. the NCAA and the colleges are. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that simple. Like, oh, since like everything's shutting down, they've been. Saying how much like um, they'll be losing, it's like billions of dollars. Like that just sits like, there. Yeah, you'll make it back next year. Don't worry. <laughs> It'd be interesting though, because you were Barty, You were saying earlier how like you think you know Alabama versus their hometown school, but if they're having incentives to make more money, they're gonna want to go to the school where they're gonna get get more playing time. So that might even out yeah. recruiting a little bit. Well, they have I mean, the it depends on how these like so-called incentives work. You know what I mean? If it's based on like individual accomplishments, then yeah, maybe they'll want I mean, to go to like their but if, school. But, but if, those like, schools have more money, right? But so if they're if they're well, right, school, it, would, it would be depending on the flappy like, and how yeah. much the incentive. For example, would be, like right. a football player chooses Ole Miss over Alabama because he's gonna be the starting quarterback there or whatever. Mm -hmm. Alabama's gonna kick the shit out of Ole Miss every year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. if the incentives are based on how the team does, then more kids are gonna to wanna to go to these top programs. Yeah, but I mean, that inequality is just gonna spread. I feel like that's already the case, you know? I yeah. mean Alabama like and you can't stop it when you have a I mean, it is like at the end of the day it's a kid's decision on where he wants to go and you know, Alabama, yeah, but like it's not the right place for everybody. So right. yeah. I mean I don't think paying athletes would would change really anything because it's all based off a person's preference where they want to go, like how close to home they want to be, like, or if they have you know other friends like they play in high school with on the team, or you know just a lot of stuff goes into it. So I don't think there would be like an overflow of kids because there there can't even be because they can't admit right. all those no, kids. I, mean, in I don't think that's class. necessarily the biggest issue, but just what comes up in my mind is there's already so much corruption that we don't even know about yeah. that occurs with, yeah. with the recruiting Obviously. process that I feel like if we were to you know pay athletes and more of this revenue would be directed to, or allocated towards them then so many more issues would emerge so obviously like in theory I would be in support of these athletes getting paid but I feel like it would take a while to come up with like a guideline as to how much to pay them like when to yeah. pay them and like all that kind of stuff yeah and I, that actually um what you guys were just saying reminded me when i was talking to the exec one of the things he said was because football brings in so much of the money for the end um ncaa then he was like if we started paying players the way that they're at least showing it, it how we'd be doing it now most of the other sports would be canceled like right. they're just done right so like even like soccer and basketball, he was like even those yeah. sports, which are like those are big sports, especially soccer in the world, mm -hmm. and basketball here is huge. He was like even those would take a dive because yeah, right. football makes more, so much more money. That's what's important. I mean, football yeah. makes more money yeah. than any of those. And it's combined. it's crazy. Yeah. Like one of my friends, he goes to Texas and he worked with like the basketball. Like he was a manager or whatever, worked in the basketball office mm -hmm. for however long. But and he was talking to some dude and he was like, he's like yeah like 
we don't get anything like we're on like the graph you're showing him like this scale chart with all the uh sports on it like basketball at texas it has a minus two like net profit oh, like that's oh how God. that's how much football brings in yeah but the thing is like they bring in enough money to take care of all the other teams so i don't feel like yeah. it's necessarily that much of a problem like i know there's i know like there's a lot of stuff that we don't like as people don't get told so i know that there's a way to do it there definitely is they just For sure. don't, they yeah. don't want to do it right um also you know outside of just like you know the monetary gains you know like you know if that was if, if the ncaa would allow that like there's still some you know there's a lot of other benefits of being a college athlete that you know shouldn't go overlooked right like yeah like can you name a few you know any, any other benefits like even just like as far as like an ego boost right like do you ever get recognized on campus or stuff like that uh they definitely do have um plenty of opportunities for student athletes to get recognized uh, whether it be at like other sporting events or like banquets or you know uh, dinners with donors and stuff like that so I wouldn't necessarily say there's special treatment but they do the schools at least in my opinion at Northwestern they do their best to show their appreciation for what we do for the school which obviously I'm very grateful for what about like if you're like has anyone ever just been like walking past you in like a hallway or something and, and like noticed that it was one of you guys? Because like you guys are normal sized people, whereas like when you <laughs> when I see the basketball team, like I know it's the basketball team, right? Because they're all six. Yeah, eight. I mean to be honest with you, I'd say I'm a little shorter than normal size. <laughs> but um, so much. Just trying to be trying <laughs> I mean, to be nice, especially now with the uh, with the man bun going on. Like people people recognize me around. Yeah, and I mean. Um, oh my Northwestern, <laughs> Northwestern isn't necessarily like. I wouldn't say it's a big school. I mean, yeah. it's like 8,000 undergrad. So it's not one of those schools where everybody knows everybody, right. but it's one of those schools where, you know, you do start seeing the same people uh, every once in a while, like throughout yeah. the year. So um, it is pretty obvious to, you know, distinguish between the student athletes and regular students, especially because yeah. like of all the gear that these athletes yeah. have, like their backpacks, their shoes, like you can just, you can mostly tell if like an athlete is walking with a normal student, which one is which. Yeah, so. that's what's crazy is that tech, because we have like, what, was it like 27,911 undergrads? Yeah, so that's so many people that I, I'll see people in like all the gear and they're, I don't know what they could possibly play. Right. So it's like, like there's so many athletes at tech that there's somewhere I'm like, you don't play a sport. Like, yeah. no, you're lying. <laughs> don't you ever get recognized? Well, I'd say it's a... <laughs> At Yale, and I would probably go for all the Ivy Leagues, it's just a whole different, you know, experience, a unique experience, because the biggest thing, well, like, the thing that, you know, in the recruiting process, like, in the Ivy League, it's, like, students and athletes are, you know, they're, they're valued, I would say, yeah, they're valued, I would, you can say that, but they're kind of valued the same, like, we don't, we don't get put on a pedestal, oh, yeah. really, and so, um, like, we live in the same residential colleges as, um, the regular students and all that. So I would say at Yale, Yale's like kind of more like a family, like a family type aspect. Like everyone, no one looks at anyone differently. Everyone feels the same. So I don't really think there's any of that um, <clears throat> extra, you know, ego boost to yeah. anyone because, you know, at the end of the day, I probably say like the classrooms, you know, the hardest part there for everybody. And like with the athletics on top, yeah, it <clears throat> makes it you know, like 10 times harder, but you know, we don't get, like we don't have any special athletic um, ac academic facilities so you know we're kind of just intertwined with everyone so you know we all feel like you know we're all the same you know yeah. the same mm -hmm. playing field at the end of the day would you say there's anything like underrated or overrated about being a college athlete division one athlete that's a tough question um i would say underrated is the resources they provide you with because especially for like you know like young prospective student athletes that are coming from high school obviously they're looking at you know how good the team is like what play style they have regardless of the sport um like where the school is like what's the social life like but then one thing they overlook is okay now that you're here what can they do for you mm -hmm. and like for example at northwestern they have like this brand new athletic facility which a bunch of private don donors spent like a ton of money on and pretty much everything is in this building that a student athlete can need, whether it's like 
They have like an indoor field, indoor courts, uh, like the training rooms, locker rooms. I think it's the one you sent me. You sent me a picture. Right, right. right. Yeah. And so, um, just stuff like that is, it's easy to take for granted, you know, because you as a student athlete, I probably spend like, I don't know, eighty percent of my time yeah. in that facility. Because realistically, the only other place I need to go would be my classroom. My classrooms in my dorm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, just the kind of stuff that they provide for you in order to, you know, perform to the best of your ability right. is definitely an underrated part of being an athlete, I would say. Spence, what about you? I mean, that's, it's kind of tough for me to say because, like, I, my life, the lifestyle I live, you know, not, it's kind of a lot different than other schools because I've been to other schools and, like, I've obviously Barty and other friends that play at Power 5. So I would say underrated over there. Um, I would just – I would say – I would say the lifestyle is overrated from a from a perspective of someone that doesn't play. Okay. Like all the, especially at Yale, like the time that we put into like going to practice, <coughs> going to the field house and back is like probably like forty five minutes like round trip. Like, oh wow! I yeah, know that. stuff crazy. like that. So and like we'd have to leave uh, like practices sometimes like straight to exams and oh, stuff like that. Okay. So I would say the lifestyle and like the glorification of being an athlete. You know how it seems like all fun, like oh yeah, you're, you're a cool guy on campus. I feel like that is probably like an overrated perspective that uh, from people that you know that don't live it twenty four seven. Yeah, that's actually a great point that Spencer brought up because a lot of people see like athletes when they're in the spotlight. For example, like at their highest moment or like when they win like games, win championships and stuff, but they don't realize all the work that goes in behind the scenes. So like a lot of like normal students are stressed out already just from their like coursework that they don't realize that student athletes are doing the same things they're doing in the classroom, but with arguably even more time dedicated to the athletic side of it. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's so much preparation that goes into your everyday life, really. Like there's like days where like if I had one class one day, like I'm spending more time in a meeting room than I am in the classroom. Like stuff like that, mm-hmm. that kind of gets over, and like that's just kind of, cause it's like almost you're taking you know two extra classes. You got to remember plays, and you got to remember, you know, what Christopher Columbus did, you know, stuff like that. So kind of, <laughs> yeah, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> so stuff like that, you know, kind of gets overlooked. So and like, especially yeah, you know, every, like I said, everyone's on the same playing field. So, you know, you don't really see that, and like the kids, like at least there, you know. It's like once you get in the classroom, you know, it's we're the same people almost. Right. So, yeah. Right. Stuff like that, definitely overrated. There's a lot of there's a lot of like haters and, um, I guess people who, you know, expect athletes to be getting a lot of help academically, like as far as a grade boost. Or you guys like you guys would, you know, shut that down. I'm guessing from what it sounds like. Um. Yeah. I don't think there's any need for athletes to get like unfair academic treatment i mean it's what we signed up for yeah and i mean part of being a student athlete is obviously doing both yeah especially in this country but um i mean at northwestern at least like the athletes do have or the athletic department itself i should say does have their own academic advisors their own tutors um Mm -hmm. their own like study sessions and stuff so they do provide you with like um exclusive resources that other students don't necessarily you know have access to but i feel like it's those kind of things are necessary right. especially because like if you look at a student athlete and a regular like student they're operating on two completely different schedules right you know now has that like has your mindset because of that changed towards like working out like playing time like going pro like because like you guys obviously worked out way more than anyone else in high school but because there was a goal in mind to get to college is it still that same? Like, are you guys trying to go pro? And like, has a mindset changed where it's like now more like a job or is it less like a job? Like, has that changed? I feel like it definitely can feel like a job at some point, just because, I mean, one, when you're on campus, even when you're off campus, like every day there's stuff you gotta be doing, you know, whether it's like preparation, whether it's getting your body right, whether it's eating or sleeping right. So it comes to a point where if you wanna keep elevating your game, it's gotta be like an all the time thing. Yeah. You know, like sure, once in a while you can take like an off day and stuff, but if you were to all of a sudden start developing bad habits, you know, you start like ruining your eating and sleeping schedule, like that kind of stuff does show. So 
I mean, for me personally, I do uh, like see myself pursuing that professional route, whether it's within the next uh, year or like a few years after that. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that I feel like I'd be letting myself down if I didn't uh, try to go for. So it definitely is something that's always in my mind, you know, especially now that school is over for me this year. I've started like, you know, doubling up my workouts, going two days, like make sure I'm eating right, sleeping right, like that kind of stuff is just, it's really overlooked by a lot of other people that like, there is a lot of work that goes into, you know, continuing to elevate your game, especially because once you get to college, it's a whole new playing field. Yeah, what about you, Um, I'd say for me, um, you know, coming from my parents, like they always stress me academics first, and I feel like that's, you know, most people. So, um, I mean, being at Yale now, I mean, lucky enough to be there, you know, at one of the best schools in the world, it's kind of, uh, fitted you know my perspective it's like I want I wanted to play at the next level but I also knew that at the end of the day football is going to come to an end mm-hmm. so I'm in my head it was always to put myself in like the best position at the end of the day whether it's with academics and football at the doorstep and like if football is there at the end of the day when I graduate and there's a possibility to go pro like yeah I'm definitely going to take a shot because why not mm-hmm. but um you know being at Yale I mean you learn a lot of things, you see like a lot of different people in perspective. So going pro isn't, you know, like the goal I'm set out to be, you know, it's just my life after school and like after football, because football, like I said, comes to, um, comes to an end at, at some point. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, you know, um, accepted that. So I'm just trying to prepare myself as best as possible after I graduate to have both, both on the, uh, on the table and to decide what I want to do then. Now, when you guys went to college, did playing time, like, do you have a different mindset for that? Because I know, like, obviously in high school, you guys played the whole time and, like, you guys were relied on a lot. Like, how how has that changed? And, like, how do you, like, say at the beginning when you first came in, I don't know how much playing time exactly you guys had, but obviously it went down, right? So, like, how did, how did you have to think about it? Well, for me, I mean, part of the reason I chose Northwestern is because... I wanted to go to obviously a school that had both the academic and athletic aspect. Yeah. Um, but it was also, I wanted to go to a place that I felt I could make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I could do that more at Northwestern than some of these other big power five schools. So I started almost every game as a freshman. And so the mindset for me didn't necessarily change that much. Like maybe I wasn't, um, like the star player all the time, like I was most of the time in high school. But um, for me, it's what keeps me motivated. Like I, I have to feel like I'm actually like making a difference and like, yeah, you know, like providing something to the team. And so that's, I mean, so it hasn't changed too much for me, but obviously as you get older and you become more of a leader in the program, then that kind of stuff comes more into play. Yeah, I want to add something. So as Bertie's teammate in high school, I want to say I was the star player <laughs> of the team, whether it was on the bench or doing nothing in the goal box, but I was the star player. Spencer, you can go. <laughs> I, I definitely, for the record, I would not be able to perform the same way without Evan's pregame stretches and warm-up. <laughs> um, yeah, playing time uh, going in, it was, I was told, especially... It's kind of different on football team just because there's especially at Yale we have like a hundred hundred something guys because we bring in a, a lot each class so yeah with that like you already just got to put yourself at the bottom of the pedestal because you're already one out of 30 people mm-hmm. um in your class and so from like with that mindset it, it helps a lot because I mean especially when you get on campus even Barty even though he started you know when you get on campus you're pretty much a no name and you got to work yourself up so um Luckily, uh, you know, I played well enough to get carries with, you know, two uh, previous, like, freshman All-American in front of me. And, you know, I think it was just, you, at that point, you just got to work hard and uh, do do your job. And uh, that's what they do. That's what they stress to us. So I think that helped out a lot. And um, with the playing, like, I'm not too, like, I don't get down on myself too much about I don't play as much as I did in high school because you know it comes with it and like the system we run we we try to get you know two to three running backs in a game so Mm -hmm. um it's not that you know big of a deal 
to me that I don't play as much as I do. It's just, you know, how I, can I help the team at the end of the day and how can we win championships? And luckily we did that last year. So there's not too much you can get down on yourself about when, when your team's doing well. So so it, is that frustrating? Because I remember in one of the first games, wasn't the starting running back like, got hurt or something and you went in and like ran like 100-something yards and had a touchdown? I remember texting <laughs> We all remember him. that. All the rest of them remember that We're one. We're not buddy. even that close, but I remember I texted him like after I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, dude, like I'm so proud of you. That's crazy. Yeah. But like is it weird to it's, like – It's on his Instagram if you guys want to see something. <laughs> but is that weird to like show what you can do and then still have other running backs go in? I mean, yeah, but I mean, like I said, you kind of learn, you know, to be more team-oriented because, mm-hmm. I mean, they like to say, like, football's the ultimate team sport, and it kind of is because you got to have, you need, a, like, you literally need 11 guys doing the right thing yeah. on that play to get past the line of scrimmage and hopefully, you know, score a touchdown at the end of the day. So it doesn't, it doesn't get frustrating, especially, like, in our running back room, we have a tight-knit group, and in our coaches a real players coach and whatnot so um it's not too frustrating we all you know we're all working towards the same goal so but yeah that one game was a that was a fun game and I didn't I didn't expect to do that at all I was like yeah I'll go get some carries and then I end up having to play the whole game Mm because he got hurt but yeah Yeah, I, I for those listening um Barty and Spencer both made the most of you know their time at you know as freshmen they both just finished their sophomore seasons um, but Bardia was a top 100 freshman in the country, right? From which website was it? Top Drawer? Top Drawer Soccer. Top Drawer Soccer, which is like one of the most widely respected um, uh, recruiting websites in the country. Um, and then Spencer, you got what freshman? I What was it? What was your award for that game that you got? Ivy of the Week. Yeah. Ivy of the Week, yes. Freshman. So, you know, both definitely taking advantage of the time that they have, whether it was a little or a lot, but... So, um, going to the next uh, segment here, we got Evan's 11 questions. Uh, So, I got a little trivia for you boys. We're going to end it with uh, maybe some controversial uh, questions for you guys. But So, question one, we're going to start out easy, all right? So, this is for you, you, Bardia, and Spencer. Um, We're supposed to buzz in, or how does this work? You just answer (laughs) as fast as you can. I'm going to give the point to whoever answers it correctly. So, there's how many trivia we have here. We have six trivia, okay? And then the rest are going to be... I thought it was Evan's 11. It's Evan's 11 questions. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. All right, question one, ready? This is going to be easy. First one to get it, you ready? (laughs) What college sport brings in the most money? Football. Mm, Come on. All right, ready? Now listen to this question closely because this has nothing to do with money. What is the second most popular sport in college? Basketball. Uh, Barty, I'm going to let you answer. The second most popular It may sport. or may not be basketball. Well, just for the sake of giving a different answer <laughs> than Spencer, since the answer for it, I'm going to go baseball. You're both wrong. Wait, wait, wait. Lacrosse. Then. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to keep guessing? No, sure. just keep guessing. Wait, I'm wait, not going to give you the view point for this wait, one, wait, but wait, wait. unless you get on this one, maybe I'll get Field it. hockey. No. What? <laughs> It's most, not soccer. No. Most pop, no. The second most, most popular, popular sport. So let me let me give you a little context here. So not every school has a football team. So in that case, a lot of schools, like it, it, there's football is like obviously brings the most money. It's popular, most popular sport at every school that has a football team. But think about what school has every sport. Every sport has basketball. So you probably think that's the first one, right? What's another sport? That pretty much every school has. Well, it's not baseball. It's not soccer. It's not field yeah. hockey. Volleyball? No. Here's the thing: is like a lot of people don't think of it as a sport, though. Rowing? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't <laughs> Wait. No offense to you, rowers. Gymnastics? No, not no. gymnastics. Um. <laughs> You guys can't see it, but the way Spencer looks to my eyes every time he, every time he says a different like swimming sport. Swimming and dodging? No. No, but that's not a sport either, and I did that. <laughs> what? What? Are we missing one? Like, we I have like to be. The, the listeners have got to be. Like, you guys are going to be upset. Track and field. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, so the answer was cross country, track and field. Is that like a negative point or what? Yeah, you <laughs> might, I might have to take away points for you guys. All right. This one, question three. What is the average graduation rate for a college athlete? I'm going to give it to whoever gets the closest. I'm going to let you both is answer. Is that like the percentage of What percentage athletes? of college athletes graduate? Yeah. I'm going to say 85%. Well, Spencer technically was closer. What was it? Forty <laughs> percent of college athletes graduate. Is that the okay, because agree? because a lot go pro, oh, and don't graduate, yeah, and then uh, well, we go to Northwestern <laughs> and Yale, so it's like they they focus so on those, graduation. So that was a hundred percent. All right. Uh, next question. Um, how much is the average athletic scholarship worth? Average. Let's see. Again, I'll give it to the whoever's closest. Well, I'm gonna let you go first. This yeah, Spencer, you go first. <laughs> Four years, average tuition. Average per year or just in total? Average total. Like, average per the... year. We'll say average yeah. per year. Okay. So how much money they're getting each year? And is yes. this is okay. this is this only players that have scholarships, or does this include the ones that don't get any? Just athletic. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. So like, what just players that have Just 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 the actual athletes. Okay. <laughs> so once one like school year just one school year, Spence. It's gotta be like twenty seven to thirty thousand. So okay. I'm gonna say five thousand. Forty was closer. The average is ten thousand six hundred. I was gonna for say a year? For one year. Well, yeah, you think, you think about like, because not every sport has many scholarships oh, wait, as football. Uh, so you're no, you're in the football know. mindset. I was thinking fucking tuition. All right, you ready? What percentage of college athletes go pro? Barty, you go first with this one. Six percent. Three. Three percent. Spencer is closer. It is four percent of athletes go pro. Go pro. All right, this is the last question, and uh, yeah, okay. True or false, four-year full-ride scholarships are a myth? False. Four-year full-ride? <laughs> true. <laughs> it is true. They are a myth. So, technically... Based off of my research, because you can get it taken away. Right? You can get it taken away. So scholarships are on a year by year basis. So there's no such thing as being granted a four year full ride scholarship. Well, there was a lot of people who played for four years. People can right, right over I'm not four years. That <laughs> <laughs> over four years, they can get full ride, but there's no such thing as being granted a four year full ride scholarship. That's fair. That's fair. That. Evan loves his little technicality. <laughs> uh, Alright, this is a open-ended question for you two. Is it easier to meet women as college athletes? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how personal you want us to get in these answers, but I would say yes. yes. <laughs> Evan just wanted you guys to say it. I wanted to hear it. Our listeners uh, wanted to hear it. Spencer, you said yes? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so again, going back to the benefits of being an athlete. Wait, wait. And before you ask the next question, do you guys ever just go, like, I, I played for the soccer team? No. Like, do you ever do that? No. You, don't, you don't use NCA. They don't okay, use their good. names. <laughs> or like names. Yeah, I'm not, we don't use it for money or other <laughs> we're the benefits. Okay. All right. This one is one of my favorites. We got a PG, Mary Kiss Kill. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have... <laughs> It's FIFA, not people, it's not people. FIFA, Madden, and 2K. Although, I gotta, I gotta marry Madden. I mean, I love, as much as I love soccer, football is also one of my favorite sports to watch. And especially during this quarantine, boys have been getting after it. And those yeah, so, so we have a Madden League, an online Madden League. Uh, it's me, Spencer, Bardia, and then a couple other people. If It's on Xbox. If you think you're good, you can DM one of us and ask to be in the league. Yeah, I'll you, mess better, you, all you better hop in the lab for at least I'll mess you all up right now. <laughs> Spencer has not made a Super Bowl yet, and oh. I'm, I'm 0 for 6 in Super Bowls. So this podcast... You're not going to tell how many I have? 
This podcast, <laughs> this podcast called Seven. Easily Seven. Easily Annoyed. I'm very annoyed with how many Super Bowls Bardia has won. <laughs> we'll go with that. But yeah, um, Spencer, what about you? Uh, oh, wait, you didn't finish, did you? Kiss FIFA, kill 2K. Okay. Uh, I'm a sorry. I marry 2K, kiss Madden, kill FIFA. Okay. Yeah, All that's right. the right answer right. for everyone listening. Two two Super Bowl victories would change. <laughs> and one Super Bowl appearance. No, okay, it's just not realistic. I played football in real life, so it just it, it's just not it. Just... Okay, question nine. We have another Mary Kiss Kill. Soccer, basketball, football. Is this playing or just all around? Whatever you want it to be, baby. Well, I'm gonna marry soccer, obviously. I'm marry football. Yeah. Okay. Gonna... How about this? I want you guys to agree on it. Oh, that's wow. How are what? we gonna find the way? You gotta agree on it. <laughs> so we're killing, is... we're, okay, we're killing basketball. We gotta. Well, wait, wait. This is just playing. Just like whatever you want it to be. So everything then, right? What, what? do you mean, whatever you want it to be? Well, yes, everything. Yes, yeah. whatever you. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give you marry football. Okay. So we're gonna kiss so, soccer, and we're gonna kill. <laughs> and we're gonna kill that. So what are we supposed to do for the rest of quarantine, bro? <laughs> hey, they don't yeah, you know. can't play basketball anymore. Um, okay. Question ten. Ready for this one? Which one of you two is the better athlete? And you have to agree on it. <laughs> they, have to, they have to agree. That's not. I, I want to hear them agree on it. That is. I would okay. Here's the thing. Which one of you guys is the better Spencer athlete? No, probably, don't be nice to each other. I'm not like being nice. I'm just gonna call like I see it. Okay. Spencer could probably bench me three times, like three of me. Yeah. So strength is all his. I mean, you guys can't see us, but like you would just be able to tell by looking at us. <laughs> Speed, on the other hand, I got him. You think you're faster? Than I Spencer? got him. Dude, I remember even, you guys even, racing. But even if we did, even if we did race. I'm not even, you know, if we race and you won, one, I'm definitely not going to be getting dusted and I'm at 200 he's not, pounds. He's not getting dusted. And I'm at 200 pounds. He's I want to point something out. In middle school, in our gym class, Spencer and I ran the 100 meter dash. Yeah. Did you guys get timed? Yeah, we're getting we were. Yeah. I beat Spencer. He may or may not have lost his shoe in the middle <laughs> of the race, but I did beat him. <laughs> So, <laughs> I would say, I mean, in all honesty, okay. I would say Spencer is the better athlete. What about you, Spencer? And I, I think, <laughs> no, I mean, say part it. Of me, part of me takes pride in the fact that I'm not necessarily supposed to be in the position that I'm in. Okay. I'm 5'7, pushing 140. <laughs> all right, but I'm, hey, I'd be, be hauling with these big boys on the field, all right? So, as far as like naturally gifted athletic ability, definitely Spencer. Yeah, that's Barty. Barty is a better athlete. You think Barty is a better athlete? <laughs> no, he's just capping. Yeah, he's capping. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. He's definitely better at his sport. Uh, I mean, that's maybe. The, it's relative though, because like there are so many more college football players in the world than also there are a good point. college soccer players. You know? Okay, you both love each other. All right, question eleven. <laughs> What will sports look like in the fall at a professional and collegiate level? Or in the spring for you, Bardia, right? Uh, no, no, we're a fall sport too, but sport. as of now, I think we're all planning on going back on time. That is, Have you heard anything from your coaches? Do you think there's going to be a season now? So right now, to my understanding, what the NCAA is doing is they're bringing all the football players back yes. for phase one of their plans, which will happen in like two weeks maybe. And then they're going to start you know, gradually bringing more and more athletes back, starting with like the fall sports and then maybe the winter and spring. Uh, as far as how the actual season would work, I'm not sure. I doubt there'd be fans or anything like that. That's just, you know, from a liability standpoint, I don't think the NCAA or the schools can, you know, put their students or fans in that position. But I do think that they're doing everything they can to try to make things seem as normal as possible again. Mm -hmm. Whether that'll actually carry out, I don't know, but. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I don't know, per se. I can see basketball playing just cause it's like 15 people, you know, on each team and whatnot in the arena football though. It's kind of tough, you know, especially just thinking about a hundred guys in a locker room. Yeah, there's like, there's like 250 people out on the field. Yeah. 
Just right, right, just right popsicle on. stick down your throat every time you go to practice. Yeah, dude. Like right on top of each other. So, I mean, we'll see. But I'm preparing for the worst just based off of where we stand as a country and that we are still seeing some rises where people, where places are opening up and especially all those protests. But <clears throat> we'll see. I don't, I'm honestly non-believer in a full, healthy football season happening. A little bonus question for you guys. Uh, you know, so Morgan, my girlfriend, so she dances at George Mason. Um, and I know that, so we talked a little bit about Black Lives Matter. Not, I didn't want to bring this up again, but um, we talked, so she said, sorry, their department said something about the coronavirus, but never reached out to them about the Black Lives Matter stuff going on. Has either of your coaches said anything to you guys, like, reaching out to players about it? About, yeah, we, um... Just, like, you know, let them know, let you guys know that they stand with you yeah, on... Yeah, because we, we were just, we interviewed Connor yesterday, the day before, and mm -hmm. he said that at least JMU was really good about, their coaches were really good about if you need to talk to someone, like, this is how we stand, we support you guys, like, all that. Right. No, yeah, um, we, we have talked about it i know we held a separate call from like a team call with like mm -hmm. just players so yeah we definitely talked about it and our coaches are are good about you know being um players first and whatnot so yeah there definitely hasn't been any issues with that i would say yeah we have like a kind of like a brotherhood type culture on our team and it's kind of difficult because like there are limitations as to how often the coaches can gather the team together mm -hmm. but in our last team meeting um our coach addressed it and everybody on our team of course felt comfortable in being in that space and discussing these controversial issues and then we had a couple other calls that were just the players where we would you know speak on anything that's on our mind and just show that we're there to um support obviously not just the african-american players on our team but everybody that we're mm -hmm. all in this together essentially so I would say that uh, I'm proud of the way that my program has handled it for sure. Okay, yeah, because I, I, you know, just for anyone listening, if you're an athlete or, you know, by some chance you're a coach listening to this or just like hold a position of leadership in anything, like, you know, you need to hold yourself accountable to make sure that, you know, you're reaching out to people. Because I know, you know, some of the black dancers in my girlfriend's, you know, classes you know, it was like insulting to them. So make sure that, you know, you're giving all the players the resources um, and support that they need because it's necessary and it's your responsibility to be doing that. But All right, so our last segment, so I, I don't know if you guys have been thinking about it a lot or not, but so obviously our podcast is easily annoyed. So we want to hear at least one thing from both of you that's been annoying you. And I have something to talk about also, but like, do one of you guys want to start? You want to start? So when you asked me to bring something it's kind of hard when you're put on the spot like i can name tons of pet peeves until you ask me like what are your pet peeves you know like, uh, what are your pet peeves right <laughs> one, thing, <laughs> one thing that i did come up with was the uh uh me and spencer were actually thinking about it together it was the people that put like two minute long stories on social media oh yeah i can like, name one, one i can Instagram, name one person on instagram like, when like the lines are literally like an <laughs> like my fingernail. On one hand, like I, if I like, follow you, I, I try not to spend that much time on social media. But if I follow you, it means like obviously I'm interested in like what you're doing. Obviously, or like I, I care about what you have to say. But like, sweet. yeah, I'm about to unfollow Evan. <laughs> but for the people that you know, these stories are ten seconds for a reason. Yeah. They're not supposed like go make a YouTube video if you want. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So just like scrolling through those, that really that really grinds my gears, as Peter Griffin would say. <laughs> um, for me right now, I think this can go for a lot of college students back at home. Is uh, the way the parenting parents have started parenting. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, What's going on with that? Like huh? being home for this long, um, especially when you've been at college and you've had the freedom. And then they start to act like you're 12 years old again and stuff like it's that. It's their instinct. Man, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they have, they've they taken have to full find of, things to be mad about. They've they can't. taken full advantage of us being home for sure. So. <laughs> One last thing to add. I know a couple of our listeners have asked that we talk about movies, TV shows. You said you guys were watching the whole Star Wars thing. Oh, Griffin was watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, wait, we have, I have, before we talk about that okay. though, 
Okay, <laughs> so I want to talk about the Karen thing, and I've decided that any guy that's a Karen is Kyle, because that name sucks, and that's fine. <laughs> that's a garbage name, and it's Tell us fine. How you really feel. But okay, <laughs> so I, I have some stories about it, and like if you guys have like Karen stories, I want to hear them because so my brother was um, so he plays like I play volleyball and he plays volleyball too, and there was a coach that like after like a play or something he like his coach like not his coach. One of the girls' coaches came up and was like, up high. And he put his hand down for like to high-five him, right? And the guy goes, I said up high. I would have lost my shit, bro. <laughs> Say what? He said, he, okay, so the guy puts his hand up for a high-five. And yeah. he goes, up high. And Aiden puts his hand down, so they're going to go like that. And the guy just leaves his hand there and goes, I said up high. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would have lost. Oh my god, I would have gone off on this man. That's so annoying. That might not. Uh, you guys might not find what it to Kyle, be annoying. <laughs> no, it's, another it's one. Like, it's Kyle. <laughs> no, no, okay, another one. This one. So Aiden, Aiden fishes a lot, and he like he, he and his friend were on his boat, and like one of them, like their lure, like hit the side of a, another boat and then went into the water, and some guy like on the shore was like, aluminum's not a fish. What are you doing? Stop yeah. talking and go away. No one likes you. Like, that, what's wrong with you? That is true. I hate, I hate bad, like, those unnecessary, like, you, like, when you're not talking to somebody and, like, they just yeah. notice something and they just say a terrible joke. I'm like, <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Do I know you? Oh, my God. I would comment on that, but I've probably been that person. So. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've, I just have been that person. I would say I am that person. But anyways, anyways. Anyways, yeah, I guess if we're saying what what is annoying us, you know, again, how many Super Bowls Marty has won in the Madden League, it bothers me. I haven't won yet. We've played probably upwards of twenty seasons now. I, I'd say even more. thirty seasons now. I haven't <laughs> oh won God. yet. Um, and for those of you judging us, don't let's not even get into what all you guys are doing <laughs> quarantine, all right? <laughs> and then other, you know, everyone, if you've listened. My arch nemesis, my ex landlord Karen, <laughs> she bothers me. We're not gonna get into that. <laughs> but yeah, going into TV shows, the last thing we'll talk about here and movies, cause I TV shows, movies. Any recommendation, boys? Um, if you haven't watched Star Wars, Star Wars watch it. Yeah, that's because uh, me and Spencer have been going through tons of movies with my little brother during this quarantine. Yeah, especially because we've had just like so much free time at night, so we've watched like all the Purge movies. Everybody's been getting on our case about not watching Star Wars. We watch all the Star Wars movies. Great series. Didn't really agree with your takes in your other podcast. We don't have to, <laughs> don't have to go into that Okay, right wait. Now. Did you know episode one and two is not the original, though? Do you know I'm not talking about the original? Right, right. The original is four, five, six. You like the first I mean, one? Obviously, one and two aren't as necessarily like action-packed or as interesting. Like, four, five, and six are... Yeah. Three of the best movies, arguably. Yeah. But I think one and two I don't know are still but... essential to the storyline. But they're not, though, because they came out after. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It's providing context for like, prelude. the prelude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's a okay. prelude. But here's the thing. Is, so, like, the overarching reason that, like, so many people don't like those movies is one Jar Jar Binks because he sucks. Oh, but yeah. then also <laughs> Jar Jar was terrible. Yo. Spencer wanted to turn off the <laughs> I know a girl that looks exactly like Jar Jar Binks. Oh no. And I've gotta show you this after, <laughs> after this podcast. Yeah. I'm not gonna name it. What's your name though? Can't tell you. <laughs> Let's just say Karen. Yeah. Um but so what I like talking to like my parents and like my uncles and aunts and like the people of like the generation where those came out mm-hmm. um the the first three, like the original three when they watch the next three, the issue, like, I have the, the biggest issue is, like, the story sucks, though. Like, there's no background into, like, Anakin's background. Like, there's there's nothing there. Like, the... I mean, they talked about how him and his mom became slaves, essentially, for... Like, a minute. That wasp-looking guy. I don't even know. I forgot his name. <laughs> oh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The mechanic? Or yeah, the mechanic. The one who... I don't know what his name is. The blue, the blue guy. Right, yeah. yeah. Huh? I mean, for the only complaint... I thought it was Tatooine. Don't look at me. I've no, not watched You're talking it. about the planet? Yeah, where they... The yeah. pod racing and stuff? Yeah, that's Jakku. Oh. That's where... That's where... Um, what, what's his name? The big fat guy. Uh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, that's where... Yeah, <laughs> no, Jabba the Hutt is on Tatooine, bro. He's in Jakku. Stop. 
I'll look it up right now. No, 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 that's I swear, not true. Right? It's Jaku. I swear. David. Wait, but anyway, like, okay. <laughs> David and Jaku. Yo, but Natalie Portman and, um... Who's so Jewish and Israeli. <laughs> and and Liam Neeson, who's uh, Qui-Gon Jinn in those series. Those are two of, like, the best actors of our time. And, like, even... They're boring. It's, it's definitely slower yeah. than most of the other movies. And it, I feel like it's one of those things where you have to really be a fan of, like, the entire storyline to actually appreciate what those movies have. Yeah, and like again, I mean, like one and two is kind of just like the jump start, you know? right? And I'll give you that is like I so I I watched through it with some friends at Tech, and I'm watching through it again with my brother and Matthew. So like you have to watch all of them, right? I've never fallen asleep in a movie before, and I <laughs> fell asleep in the second and third one. That is not so good. The third one, was, the third one was pretty. Exciting. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. The first and yeah, the second yeah. one. I I have a bunch of notes on the third one though. I do want to talk about that one because it's the best one by yeah, yeah. far. It's yeah, yeah. it's up there. But like, w w was that your favorite out of those three? Out of the first three? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The third is definitely, definitely like the best one. Because that's I mean, like we said, one and two was kind of like establishing that like contextual background and then three is kind of where it comes into fruition a bit more and what order did you action. watch them in we watched four five six one two three oh. seven eight nine. Oh, okay i he was on tatooine bro is he actually yeah i swear to jaku jaku is not even <laughs> no that's cat that's, that's a thing that's a lie bro who lives on jaku why can't i remember this j-a-k-k-u right yeah yeah um, okay, but I have some serious issues. Okay, you, so how recently did you guys watch the third one? We finished them all within like the past two weeks. Okay, so you remember most of it? Yeah. Like what you say? Yeah, Return of the Sith. Yeah. What did you What did you guys think? You know how the Emperor fights Yoda, and then Yoda's like, "I'm leaving." <laughs> like I failed, I'm leaving. Hey, you're like one of five Jedi left. You should be like trying to figure something out yeah, instead I mean, of exiling like yourself. I feel like at that point, he didn't believe that he had the strength to defeat him. That's why. Well, yeah, Yoda's like my height. <laughs> <laughs> he's I, a little I, bigger I than you. Than me, for the record. So. <laughs> he's a little bigger than Evan, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but, okay, here this is the biggest issue I had with that, with that movie, is Anakin goes from 0 to 100 real quick. Yeah. And all he did to get mad is put his hood on. He's put his hood on and went like, well, and then started. That's, that's not he, true, actually, because they did foreshadow. They did Anakin like yeah, kind of struggling time. mentally and going to that dark side, even from yes. episode one. Yes, no, no, that's not. What I'm, I'm not saying that we didn't. We you definitely see that he could be an issue, and they uh -huh. say in the beginning when they bring him as a little kid, they say like, "I I sense a lot of fear in you." Right. But he went from like not knowing what he should do to killing babies. <laughs> That's a huge leap. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah that, and they that, also the they picked the best kid because that kid was the cutest kid I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, and he just slays it. Was like, no, don't do this. But yeah, that was. Uh, what, what do you think about that though? Because I feel like that was that was crazy, like yeah. a crazy yeah. jump. I mean, I don't know if they were it trying was. to like demonstrate the power of the dark side mm -hmm. in that, but yeah, it definitely was pretty brutal. At least. Yeah, and then he like chokes out Padme, and I was like, what? Yeah. What's going on? That was not. But then, how does he not die? Yeah, my... He was burning for, like, an oh, hour! Yeah, that, that was the part where I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, the only issue I have is that, like, in all these battles, they, like, come so close to killing them, and, and then like, they're like, it's not the Jedi way. Yeah, you know, no, no, no. I'm just gonna leave them here. <laughs> That's why there were so many come movies. Back. Yeah. They always come back. Was there yeah. like one, it was, like, Jedi chasing the dark side, instead of dark side chasing Jedi? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, well, when Mace Windu is fighting the Emperor and beats him, First off, that was one oh, of my dude. favorite scenes. I hate, I hated, like, in the third one, like, right when he killed Mace. I was like, yeah. I was like, he's clearly oh lying God. right now. Yeah, I was like, yeah because he's, like, crying and he's like, I'm weak and all this <laughs> stuff. And then he shoots electricity and throws Mace Windu, like, thousands oh. of feet out the window. Why, but why didn't Anakin kill him then? That's my thing. It's like, the when Emperor? Mace was, yeah, because Mace was going to no, kill. Because he was already, like, he was done. Yeah, he was already, at that yeah. point. He was already because what didn't Padme leave? It was because Padme because yeah. he knew yeah. that he could save her. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but that just that made me super mad. And but the thing is, like, uh, Mace was finally going to be a Jedi who killed someone bad. Yeah. And then Anakin's like, "That's not the way." And it's like, "You killed Count Dooku like five minutes ago." Oh. <laughs> it's like you're doing the same thing. 
Any other, as much as I love hearing you guys talk about Star Wars when I haven't watched it yet, um, <laughs> any other shows, movies? I know we all watched All American during quarantine. Great show, oh, great show. Um, yeah. I really forgot how good of a show that was because of the gap in time between season one and season two. Yeah. Dexter's a very good series. Dexter? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, yeah, Dexter's I, good. I watched a lot of it, and then my thing was... Ending's I, terrible, though. I hate the ending. I haven't, I haven't seen all of it because I started, like... Rooting for him, and then I was like, "That's, that's just like, oh, no, that's acting. really." No, I yeah. was rooting for him the whole time. No, I know, but <laughs> when I was like, this, "This is when I stopped," because I was like, "No, he should like kill him this way, and then put him there." And I was like, "Okay, let's take a break before I turn <laughs> into a serial killer." Um, but that is a really good show. Yeah, really good yeah. show. I recommend Dexter, All American, Star Wars, anything else, Bardia? Before we go, I would say Entourage. If you haven't seen it, somehow, great show. Spencer, get on that. Alright guys, dope, what is that about? Dope, dope the movie if you have Dope the movie. Vinny Chase. Alright, we got some stuff for you guys. Go go check those shows out. Go check those movies out. Alright, oh, and before we go, check out our go to our Instagram. We're gonna poll soon, like probably this week to see like what you guys like the most. And I mean Evan's probably getting kicked off for Barty and Spencer, but that's fine. And um <laughs> yeah, our Instagram is easily annoyed podcast, all one word. And yeah, so this has been Easily Annoyed. annoyed.